Support for this podcast is brought to you by David Nolan and Vishwanath Alavur. Thank you guys for your support. We truly appreciate it. Um, for all our listeners, support for uh, your support helps us get fresh voices, new voices, credible voices. Please support MindMakers, Mind Podcast, um, uh, through in any which way possible. Uh, the link for support podcast is available on our, on our website and on, on the podcast page on Mind.net. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you won't find it linked there because the SoundCloud does not allow us to post links. So please go check www.mind.net for more information. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 76.0. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another Newsy Week. Together with me is Pramod Kumar Budavalli. How's it going, Pramod? Very good. Uh, Sunanda has started her journey on foot from Uzbekistan to America. So she'll be here in about a couple of months. <laughs> so I'm kidding. She's, uh, she's, still, uh, she's still missing, but she should be back next week. Yeah. And um, yeah, you'll, you'll, she'll be hearing her voice soon enough on Mind Podcast. So interesting week, Pramod, in terms of uh, news and stuff. <coughs> I have to ask you this. Uh, is is uh, what do you think about the Delhi CM? Is Modi ji also after your life? Uh, no, I think uh, Modi ji is after everybody everybody's life who has uh, essentially been lazy and uh, promised <laughs> <laughs> things that they are not able to deliver. So there could be frustration, but going and taking away somebody's precious life as precious as Arvind Kejriwal is. <laughs> Probably is not on his list. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that man <laughs> smokes, man. I mean, to come out with a video, yeah, we do. He's, he's desperate to tell himself that I'm in dictatorship. Mein no, no, it is naturally, he has made, he's probably been made to believe yeah. that unless he confronts Modi with the most audacious of these um, uh, insinuations, mm. he will not be pitted against Modi come uh, 2019. Mm. But there is no way a small tiny state of Delhi which he is unable to govern, half of his legislators are going to jail or getting mm. booked for something or the other. Mm. He is going to lose Delhi. Forget uh, you know <laughs> winning uh, you know the Punjab. Yeah, forget Punjab. You know the the kind of credibility loss that he is um, you know. I, I think he's also trying to, and I agree with you. I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to make it desperately into a David versus Goliath battle. Yeah. And I raised this in a piece I wrote about three, four months ago that wanted an opponent for Mr. Narendra Modi. So mind makers, if you guys want to take a look at it. And it was basically that every six months, the media and certain intellectuals were looking for sections of the media. I shouldn't say the media were looking for another opponent for Narendra Modi. So first it was Rahul Gandhi, then it was uh, 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 Hardik Patel, that idiot, then you know Kejriwal, and then you have many other people. So um, Nitish Kumar sometimes, ah, Nitish back Kumar. and forth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the, I talked about him too. The, the main problem is they are trying to make Mr. Modi into Goliath that does not exist. And they are trying to make these guys into David, which again, isn't true. It's not like on the common common like streets and stuff, his perception is for Goliath. So I don't know what they're trying no, to do. No, but the David Goliath war has already taken place two years ago. These, these are the people <laughs> who are combined <laughs> called the Goliaths. Ah. That David uh, basically uh, ah. took, took so them had down. The so so they are basically trying to de uh, deconstruct a hmm. war that already they have lost. Hmm. A war that they are, it is insurmountable for them to uh, calculate their losses. If they have the character, conviction and uh, personality to take him on, there are a lot of issues. You can basically, you know, talk to, uh, you know, the people about the, the failed uh, policies as far as uh, maybe Nepal is concerned. But again, 
who's going to talk about uh, foreign policy when they don't have any ideology exactly. arvin kejriwal does not does he have a foreign policy does he even know what happens uh, you know on a day to day basis in kashmir forget mm. punjab what is he what is he going to do when he really is given the ch- opportunity to become the prime minister about kashmir is he going to just uh, do a referendum so this person wa- was successful then he lost he should not have won again this was the biggest fault of bjp to give him such a wide uh, you know you know i would say uh, scope for him to come back uh, now he is he is just a sticking uh, point out there right there in the capital where mm. the capital could have uh, really benefited from uh, central administration that is you know in one <coughs> party's hand unfortunately delhi's residents are going to suffer for another 3 years <laughs> so interesting points and i mean it's it's quite ridiculous the fun and then you also have that allegations of that girl or whatever that you know committed suicide two, and stuff two 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 allegations yeah. one now that's floating around right now so uh, th- this person again when you don't have an ideology see there are three ideologies that have really fitted into the milieu in mm. in, in, in india one is the a right uh, uh, i would say the right which const- uh, comprises of uh, the bjp the sangha parivar you can call uh, even shivasena into that uh, mm. mix mm. then there is a center right dispensation which earlier uh, part of congress used to ascribe to mm. bjp tried to move towards center right and it's it's somehow tides like a pendulum to oscillate between center right and mm. the right mm. uh, the left which has always been uh, you know your uh, chandrababu naidus and your uh, socialists you mm. know they, they they i would call them the consortium of uh, communists and socialists in india uh, the nitish kumars and all of these people pseudo socialists mm. but at the same time uh, the pseudo socialists do have a very big chunk of mind uh, mindset you mm. know they there is they have occupied that uh, they captured the imagination where is other arvind kejriwal fitting into this is he a center right politician is he a center left or is he going to define new politics which he should if he has the temerity and the the capability to do it he has nothing to offer the problem is the aam aadmi party is a bunch or a uh, i mean co- co- consortium of completely unaligned people who came together after this anna movement and whatever and then they thought that they could take this movement no they thought anti corruption was an ideology anti corruption is not an ideology it's, it's the same problem that vp singh made yeah in 1980s or yeah. whatever and then uh, to compensate and see what that this is this is why i'm very skeptical of these anti corruption crusaders that they make anti corruption as their ideology and then to because they know that it won't succeed to overcompensate with it they will do something completely stupid or completely unnecessary as a re- response so vp singh had a completely knee jerk response where he started this mandal commission thing and then the stupid part was the excesses that the government committed and um, that and uh, i'm i'm coming to that because the reason i brought this up was because yashwant sinha uh, wrote an op-ed for the hindu about the 1991 reforms and he has a very interesting instance of madhu dandavante who was the finance minister of the vp singh government and why this does not happen in the 90s 90s now i'll tell you that is a very good analogy you brought the good comparison between vp singh and uh, arvind kejriwal both have the same uh, very uncanny characteristics of 
basically taking the anti-corruption campaign. When they come into power, they take an extreme left turn, which basically uh, wades into the caste politics, which again into a dole politics. Yeah. So this is what Arvind Kejriwal is going to play. Mm. This is a standard script mm. and he's going to uh, fizzle, The, the only up. thing was uh, b- b- this uh, VP Singh had Tau Devilal. He, this guy only had Yogendra Yadav and Prashant Bhushan. So he's not taken some crazy step like Mandal right now. But, but you know, Siddhu is right there. <laughs> he is going to take over that spot very quickly. No, but uh, unfortunately, this uh, intrastate politics is affecting rescue and rehabilitation efforts in Haryana. I am very pained about that. Yeah. That, uh, you know, at the na- national level, urban planning is should not be restricted to just a city and the city administration concentrating mm. on what they will do as far as building uh, you know, for, uh, storm water drains or stuff. Mm-hmm. This is also a national calamity that has to be addressed very quickly because it has happened now in the mm-hmm. northeast. It has mm-hmm. happened in Bangalore, Adit. Mm-hmm. Nobody is talking about north northeast, by the mm-hmm. way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They are only talking about Bangalore and uh, Gurgaon. Uh-huh. So, I'll tell you something, couple of things in that. I'm glad you brought that up because I had a <coughs> mini tirade on Twitter about this. I won't say tirade, but angry tweets on this because drainage is something that we are not that concerned about in India and in cities because it's very an easy component to know and i'm saying this with full responsibility because i was there i saw many cities when i was there and i have you know i was born and raised in india so i know and i'm coming from a civil engineering background that because a drainage is costs you takes up a lot of space and you have to understand drainage is not just limited to pipes and providing uh, drainage whenever you construct road highway street you have to ensure that the water does not flood to the street and then you have to provide an outlet to the water so each pipe outfalls to some sort of a detention pond some some place some in a lot of times it happens that these outfall areas are not provided or they are not designed to the capacity they need to be uh, designed to or uh, uh, that land i mean you, you have to understand detention pond or an outfall area or a mini lake or something that's a big big chunk of land if you put water over it and construct a building guess what's uh, if you put uh, sand over it and you know put concrete and construct yeah. a building guess what guess what's going to happen so that is something that we need to think about that why is this happening um, in in united states there is a policy that a lot of plans which go to design for streets and stuff they are publicly available do we need to have a policy where these plans are available in india probably um, because i think you cannot take this lightly and this keeps uh, one more thing uh, more and i think and this is something we face in houston here a lot because houston it rains pretty much any given day of the year and that because of that you have a uh the drainage systems need to be more and more effective in india a lot of places there is monsoon is only for three months correct so you don't face say the same drainage issues as you face in july in january so here the pressure is a lot more that you have to you know throughout the year you have to be prepared even if that is the case and we're just not talking storm water but also drainage both are connected yeah yeah, yeah. the other so unless every Every city minimum uh, has an underground uh, drainage system Mm. uh, which basically means you have to dig out the roads and lay huge pipes and like you rightly saying if the storm water can be used or reused if it is a detention point that it can be diverted to or a local you know 
early urban planners were very good at it. Mm. You, you have to give credit to the early urban planners right after the independence also because they had a certain like Mokshakundam Vishweshwaraya mm. who mm. built the tank bund in Hyderabad. I, I'm very familiar with that. You, there used to be massive flooding in Hyderabad in the 1930s and 40s with the small tributary called the Musi River which now is a big drainage by mm. the way. Now, Mokshikundam Vishweshwaraya, the civil engineer, basically constructed a huge reservoir. Uh, the Nizam uh, commissioned him to do it. Mm. Then eventually, it has mm. become one of the biggest attractions in the city also. Right. So, there has to be a, consci a conscious effort of um, local, uh, state and national level leadership to come to a very big uh, plan mm. as to how water has to be managed. Whether mm. it is uh, dirty water, whether it is storm water, whether it is sea water, sea mm. water, you know. Mm. I've always been a proponent that any coastal city should never grow, uh, you know, basically get water from a river because, <clears throat> you know, you have the sea right there. Why don't you just reclaim land? You know, our ancestors, whether it is Sage Parshuram or Sage Bagheera, they have always reclaimed land. Mm. You know, and then you have the, the land of Konkan and Kerala. Why don't you learn some good things from these people? Balram reclaimed land. So, mm. you uh, have to have that, uh, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, sort of a thinking where imagine that the city is completely gone. Mm. When I look at Mumbai sometimes, they're constantly struggling with this problem because Mumbai has the worst storm water drainage system. On a lighter note, we keep on saying about the because this Mohanjodara movie is in use, you know, that drainage was good, drainage but you know, I'm just joking. But no, there is a lot that needs to be done and you're right, storm water, wastewater and then the, the real trouble is when you open up the roads because replanning is not, not easy because set systems because roads may first when you did not have standards you have cables and stuff which are run at different elevations and when you have to resurface repave these water pipes it's very difficult but the technology today see i'll tell you i'm just doing a very bad comparison of new york city which is a subterranean city mm. the city you look mm. on the ground there is a different city up below the ground right. also there are tunnels there is oh, metro oh. there's path there is so many different mm. things including the internet is down mm. it's a uh, underground mm. right i'm doing the comparison with that to any city in india mm. there is no complexity to dig out there probably will be wires mm. and now the technology is so good that you dig it mm. dig it mm. in this right at the center luckily india is not opting for underground metro are they they're all building it above the ground mm. most of it mm. most of the cities 90 percent and so digging it out laying four or five pipes and covering it back and having all these you know one just for sewerage one just for water one just for your electricity and what what not it, it is not an entirely different proposition oh, except, absolutely except except how are they going to manage the traffic and irate uh, you know See, so civilian. i was coming to that when you submit a set of plans here or talk about a street or something one of the very important thing is you have to do traffic flow and traffic yeah. engineering yeah yeah, that's the problem. That is the Our problem traffic engineering, I hate to admit it in India, is about 30 years behind from yeah. where it should be or 20 yeah. years behind. And I'm saying it again with full responsibility yeah, because true. you have to, and I was talking with a couple of friends on Twitter yesterday, and that's what they were saying, that abhicho plans are, people are talking about 20 years from now and yeah. so forth. So that's something that needs to be looked into, how to improve traffic flow, how to, uh, when you're constructing, how it's not going to impact. Yeah. And our highway system is 
pretty good yeah. it is it has it has uh, it has done but then we have to do the differentiation because if the cities are doing the roads and the federal is doing the yeah. highway you need to decentralize this empower the cities so that they can make the decision and can appoint the right engineers and another one important thing which we need to fix is fix accountability and that will only come from transparency uh, has has it been designed according to standard? Is there a standard? Has it been constructed according to what it's been designed? Has it been inspected when it was being constructed? Those are key components, and when you have that, only then you are going to fix accountability. I, I think one of the biggest projects. I don't know if in this term he will be able to pay as much attention yeah. for Narendra Modi is the smart cities, where at least there are cities where he can build from scratch, or mm -hmm. at least cities where there uh, these have been identified that such a system can be built mm -hmm. at whatever. Uh, uh, inconvenience that can be. Uh, mm. These are cities that are one million or one and a half How million. million. So the, yeah, then quickly to wrap it up, I think the major problem I also saw in a lot of debates that I was watching, uh, I don't know why I was watching, but I was watching some debates, but they were trying to fix blame. And yes, blame should be fixed. But first, find out what are what is the current situation. Uh, you blame the state government, fair enough. You blame the local authorities, again, you know, fair enough, sure. You, the, the, but it's not like I am like, ko bhi blame kar dunga. You know, all these politicians are corrupt to the core. They, you need to find out why, you know, through which bureaucratic uh, jungles this is uh, going through, and who is actually to blame for the mess. Trust me, guys in India, listening to this. There is a lot of corruption in the United States also. There is a lot of corruption everywhere else in the world. When a flood happens, it pours everywhere else. In Houston, there was such a massive flood. Twice in two years. Two, twice in two years with the with very good uh, investment in stormwater uh, drainage uh, you know, systems, the, the huge vacuum blowers that they had, still people died. So, blaming it on one person or one organization or one political entity or is not going to do it, it has to be a collective thing. If you have to be inconvenienced, which basically means you have to use the other road which will take 20 minutes more, please use it by the time you can then demand of the city that, well, we have taken that inconvenience because you are saying that the road has to be constructed uh, and reconstructed uh, and by the time. The city has to be careful as well about what they do. but. That, that that is where the center state local uh, politics has to be you know you know I, when i when i hear this uh, center state uh, problems between andhra and uh, uh, you know uh, delhi uh, that is what pains me is you know it's a new state the center has to extend as much help as possible. I agree with mm. that because you know they came out with very little resources. Mm. But at the same time, uh, you know you don't, you know this whole uh, problem with uh, the new generation of uh, people from Andhra Pradesh is that they assume that tomorrow they will have Amravati become equivalent to Hyderabad. It exactly. can't. Hyderabad was built in 400 years. By the time it got modernized, it has been the past 25 years. You have a unique opportunity of Amaravati becoming one of the world's best cities because it is being built from scratch. But that doesn't mean everything like a huge skyscraper uh, downtown has to be created immediately three years so you can go and show to KCR that look our city is better than this is this is egos, this is real estate lobbies, this mm -hmm. is so many myriad intricacies mm -hmm. that are that are playing. Mm -hmm. uh, and this this uh, whole uh, you know insinuation that the center is doing to insult the Telugus. Why what will the Modi government gain by insulting I, Telugus? 
that Telugu is holding on to some sort of a diamond or some sort of a huge know. mineral reserve that center wants to take away from the Andhra? So, yeah. What kind of joke is this? Yes. As a Telugu who loves both these states equally, I've been born and raised in Hyderabad, but I come from the uh, Andhra Pradesh region. But what kind of, uh, you know, comedy is this, you know? Are, bhai, yesterday, I just suggested what BJP should do in Andhra Pradesh and my goodness gracious, my timeline was bombarded. I'm not even kidding with hundreds of tweets saying, you know, if there is anybody, me. anybody who should be blamed for lack of development in Andhra Pradesh, it is Chandrababu Naidu. He did nothing in the last tenure. He is trying to do something. There's no question about it. But at the same time, trying to politicize it instead of cooperating with the federal government and trying to get as many projects and get as much uh, rehabilitation done by trying to be, be political. That is why BJP never trusts Chandrababu Naidu. Last time also he blamed his loss. He was the one who suggested that the elections be pre-poned yeah. because of the assassination attempt on him. <laughs> and Vajpayee took that very seriously and went ahead. He could have stayed as Prime Minister for six more months. He betrayed Vajpayee. Uh, he betrayed N.T. Ramarao. What kind of person is this fellow? <laughs> So, I got I got uh, told <laughs> yesterday for suggesting that uh, Purandeshwari should be BJP's face in Andhra and they were like that you don't know anything about Andhra politics, uh, BJP Achha. is wiped out <laughs> and uh, the fact that Modi, we, we, we if, if Modi withdraws support to Chandrababu Naidu, tomorrow Jagan Mohan Reddy will become the chief minister and imagine your fate. <laughs> No, this so, was the last, last, he was fighting on his last breath uh, in the exactly. 2014 election and Modi gave him a reprieve. If uh, Chandrababu Naidu <laughs> thinks that he himself is so powerful that he can be the kingmaker, he'll be the shoemaker, he'll be the next uh, <laughs> whatever uh, mind maker. You know, more power to him, but he... No, but I'll tell you something. This is the thing. A lot of people think, and I admit that BJP probably would have not won the three seats had it not been for TDP's support, but TDP two also seats. would have not... No, two, no, three they won in Andhra and one in Telangana. No, no? Two, two in Andhra. Two Lok Sabha. I, I thought they Bhimavaram were... and uh, Vishakhapatnam, only two. Oh, okay. I, no, I thought they also... Four won. MLA seats. Uh, four or yeah, nine MLA Four, four MLA seats. Uh-huh. So, uh, the, the thing was also that... Um, they had, they would have not won, but they needed that little bit of incremental vote of BJP to put them over the line. See, uh, Chandrababu Naidu yeah. ended up getting 116 seats in uh, Andhra and also because of that and 16 MPs, right, if I'm not mistaken. See, the problem with Telangana also came because of Chandrababu Naidu and Rajshekar Reddy's uh, quench for uh, the real estate money. This is this is not new. Guys have to understand that Hyderabad, I grew up in Hyderabad. I have seen Hyderabad before 90s and now in, in the 90s and the 2000s, mm-hmm. what it was. It has grown, it has developed because of IT and all the new uh, industries that have come in. But at the same time, the real estate lobby, the mad craze for land, you have to put your ha- hand on your heart, every person from Andhra or Telangana, tell me how much craze la- for land there is. And you know, tomorrow Amravati will become a real estate hub which nobody, no middle class person like you and I can buy anything. Is that what you want? How is special category status going to help one person find a job? Hmm. That is going to only help industrialists of a certain group to get as much land as possible, as many subsidies as possible. What can See, people have to let go emotions. Imagine themselves and some some people are insinuating as to why Andhra should stay in uh, uh, India. How dare you say that? Who is that? If India can fight Kashmiris, 
you know the people with such uh, attitudes basically will be thrown into the bay you of bengal you mean the kashmiri separatists no no uh, people from andhra no no, such... no 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 i meant people india yeah. fighting kashmiri separatists not kashmiri separatists backed by pakistanis what what kind of uh, temerity uh-huh. do you have to even claim that no no but i have to say and we are going to wrap up this segment and we are going to go to arnab versus barkha which should be a very yeah, spicy this is a very emotional thing for me because <laughs> as a, as a telugu you should be proud of the telugu culture you should be proud of the telugu language tell me what one step that was taken by chandrababu naidu in the past 2 years to promote telugu language you guys talk about telugu language as as though the, you know it is italian of the east yes it is the italian of the east but what have you done no no i i so one so, no talking about telugu culture does not mean just talking about loyalty towards one party it should has to be it it is such a rich culture telugu culture is i have read so many i mean i must say i'm not fluent in telugu but you know i have telugu friends who have introduced me to telugu poetry translated of course the kind so of forth. leadership telugu's uh, be- beginning from satavahanas to, to narsimha rao to even uh, i mean to before him sarvepalli radhakrishna and even nt ramarao has provided has a lot of nationalistic element to it mm. even though narsimara was from telangana he never claimed that he was from telangana he was a telugu and a hindu to the core so you have to inculcate that unless that attitude comes and if this socialist uh, communist attitude of separatism comes in with this in, in, inter inbred hatred for hinduism masked as uh, you know uh, so called uh, uh, you know uh, uh, some sort of uh, subnationalism subnationalism comes in it is not good no and you, I, i'll tell you something and we'll wrap it up here uh, the reason why i said purandeshwari's thing also because a she was not given her conventional seat to fight on otherwise she should have she yeah, rajampet is not a seat for uh, anybody to uh, fight uh, on uh, right. vizag was a traditional yeah. seat and some calculation happened and she was not given second thing uh, the reason why i said it is because bjp has no mass leader in andhra if they were to start with someone they probably should start with somebody who has who who's what and had a decent record yeah. that's the only reason i said it uh, i am well aware that bjp is nowhere in andhra in terms of where it was in 1998 but you have to start from somewhere if you want to build a party and this is a risk they have to take but people jumped on me like i don't know i was some sort of insinuator or whatever no no but uh, they and jumped, i was talking they, for political analysis not they, i am not affiliated to any political party they dare to jump on anybody who says that some uh, uh, atrocities have happened no atrocity no cheating has happened on andhra if anything andhra has been given the maximum benefit possible from the past two years considering the depleted resources of the federal government so please be patient before we get to our uh, next topic um, i do want to say that this is mind makers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the mind makers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by adit kapadia with the help of our team in india the panelists for the um, podcast are adit kapadia pramod kumar buravalli and sunanda vashishth which is me so after arnab uh, arnab's who actually i was going to say after pramod's monologue on andhra that reminded me of arnab's thing on barkha mm, I, i and actually he did not i have to say this he did not name barkha huh. not did he anywhere said that he wants gag orders on jernab i did not i mean but barkha that took it upon himself and she said that i don't why i don't give a toss about what you say about me and i'm yeah. going to ignore you and she ignored him so much 
that she wrote a Facebook post. Then she said that Facebook post reached a million people. Then she wrote a column on NDTV.com. And then Rajdeep, in in great solidarity, he, he wanted to ignore both Barnab and Barkha. So he wrote a column on why he's ignoring both Arnab and Barkha. <laughs> so I, I don't understand this nonsense. That nonsense is called traffic management. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you don't like Arnab, don't watch him, don't comment about him, you change the channel. If you comment about him, say that you watch him. No, I've, I've heard reports, I don't know if these are true, that uh, Times Now is surging ahead in its uh, uh, viewership. No, and they it's, are absolutely uh, true. And, it's uh, data. NDTV is nowhere to be found. The, the numero uno spot, at least in the Delhi Lutin circle, mm. is not now uh, available to them anymore. So there is no access, there is no information. They have to do something to create a halabaloo. So somebody and joked that uh, the, all the other channels are uh, creating a Mahagadbandhan against Times Now. The uh, funniest amongst this was Rahul Kaval said that I am ready to moderate a, 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 a <laughs> debate between Barkha and uh, you know Arnab. It's not a classic case of Begani Shadi Abdullah. No, the veil of unity that so called uh, Indian journalism was exhibiting to the world. Ki hamara class is united class mm. which never was but mm. now has uh, crumbled mm. you know the, the now it is also divided just like politics is on mm. left right and center uh, mm. people with that leanings mm. and Barkal naturally because of her leftist tendencies or center left tendencies is desperate to grab attention whenever possible wherever possible and this whole thing it comes from this uh, speech uh, uh, again, uh, mm. made by several separatists and also eventually mm. quoted by, being quoted by the much uh, uh, wanted terrorist, you mm. know. Uh, has Hafiz Said ever praised you, Pramod? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, neither has he. And Sunanda, I think, nailed it in her piece and we were talking about that too. When something about your work, he finds it praiseworthy, that is a little troubling. That what, what did you focus on the wrong part? What part was he quoted? And I don't for a, you know I I don't for a moment doubt the intentions or uh, uh, so Arnab on what what he said or what he did. I mean he was. No, uh, neither should we doubt Barkha's Barkha, nationalism. Barkha, ha, ha. Yeah, Barkha, Barkha is just a don't, don't hungry talk, for publicity. Yeah, but, ha, ha. Yeah, don't talk, don't. I mean I th that defeats the purpose. The yeah. main purpose is why did Hafiz Said quote his Barkha's work? On that and most people are not talking about this he freaking quoted the congress yeah, no. a party that is ruled india for 60 years yeah or 55 you know and imagine you know. quoting the congress which separated pakistan into two uh, and uh, it doesn't mind i think there's still nationalist elements within the congress which doesn't mind pakistan getting separated into several pieces so hafiz Said is himself a confused man no not just uh, that this this tells you i, I don't know what uh, the indira of 1971 would have thought if the, <laughs> the, if, the if the jamaat uddawa chief praised her party you know, and the same Jamaat Udwa, Dawa, uh, you know, people who were earlier part of another organization, they keep renaming uh, their organization based on time and uh, availability of resources and uh, uh, possibly because they are alive. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but again, this controversy about Arna versus, I, I want to separate Hafiz Said from this li little bit because I think it has got to do with NDTV as a channel. I've seen several different reports coming in that I think Pranay Roy wrote an op-ed that they channel is in a loss so if the channel is in a loss no, how he is, is at it? a loss to no. explain why no, no, he says it is in a loss but how is he managing to run it what kind of a company or benefactor 
allows a company to run it at a loss. It is a company, right? It is not a socio-cultural now, organization. Now, 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 Pramod is delving into a lot of grapevine and gossip that has been. Uh, Pranav Roy being so coy and so nice about um, you know his uh-huh. channel and how journalism has degraded mm. uh, the past 25 years under his watch mm. or uh, you know under his nose, whatever. Mm. Uh, now uh, del- deludes himself by stating that the channel is not making any money, almost striking a sympathetic tone, mm. and was Barka hearing him out? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a battle of the TRP. She shifted a 9 yeah. p.m. show to 8 p.m. show, 8 p.m. slot. Yeah. Why did that happen? Yeah. See, the bottom line is, and whether I, th- uh, I think Sunanda nailed it in her piece that Arnab Goswami is over the top mm-hmm. anchoring and sometimes uh, heckling the panelists and stuff. I don't really agree with that, and I have criticized him in the past as well. Uh, the fact is though that he has a successful model whether you like it or not they no, do successful, not... I'll tell you I'll tell you successful is when you are resonating with the majority of the yeah, people so that's what I'm I saying. have been a big proponent of media Adil, mm-hmm. that the Hindu center-right dispensation should have uh, a very big uh, thought process on inculcating media or developing their own uh, mm-hmm. stream of thought in whatever way they can mm-hmm. uh, the, the success of the left was they were always uh, able to inflame the right, which is the majority of India, and uh, create TRPs for themselves. So they would bring some token uh, right winger on the show, and then they would try to heckle him out. Mm. This was this used to happen all the time. I, I remember Dr. Ganguly uh, and ev- everybody else who used to go on shows mm. only to be belittled uh, in that show. You know, these are I scholars. What I was saying was why are people relate to Arnab is that something what they probably believe that uh, in the Kashmir issue and so, so forth that was not being covered is being covered. Now the question is with if you see Barkha's show or if you see anyone else's show and I don't uh, I've watched some episodes here and there in the Kashmir debate uh, because I was researching for a piece that I was planning was they had not talked about how the, the, the allegations of these people who were throwing stones being played there was nowhere a talk about the global jihad network spreading its fangs in Kashmir uh, there was no talk about, uh, you know, people talked about, oh, Kashmiris have an identity, India has, needs to understand. The Kashmiris, all Kashmiri journalists also need to understand that 25 years ago, 30 years ago, it was not as Islamized as it is right now. And I am not just saying irresponsibly. You can ask, and next week when we have Sunanda on, tell her to tell about that. She and Barka cannot understand this because Barka he has never seen the suffering of anybody forced to migrate because of their religious belief. She cannot even empathize with such situations. Basically, the, the sufferings that she is probably seeing on the ground, imagine 4 lakh or 5 lakh people being driven out because the men, the, no, the no, people I... on the street were shouting that we will create a new Kashmir with your women and not the men. Imagine Barka that should, has she ever been told about this? So she she is a completely insen- I don't know why she has turned such ins- into such an insensitive person. No, She's never take. No, if it's you, one side. See, yeah, if yeah. you want to do balance balanced Correct. thing on Kashmir talk about this also yeah. talk go to uh, and I, I have been there see I can't juxtapose every Kashmiri family also there were Kashmiri Muslim families who wanted the pundits to stay back and they probably still want the same but 20 years ago there were also family who wanted them families who wanted them kicked out do they, go and interview them and see if they are uh, having the same rabid radicalization that they did 20 years ago see the if you don't address the issue of the Islamization of Kashmir 
you are not going to uh, and what kind of world is barkha that living in let's not just blame barkha also yeah. all these people this anuradha bhasin you know with part of that the, larger ecosystem ah, shujat bukhari who uh, yeah. on, on on issues i mean you know uh, one i i saw one uh, filmmaker kashmiri who uh, talking on a show this is two years ago uh, the indian forces opened arms on the poor kashmiri protesters who are only armed with stones Hmm. with stones you are going to thrash the indian security forces come 10 feet or you know 10 meters close to them hit them with stones or threaten them and they are going to just be like you know aao maro people forget it is a whole state jammu kashmir ladakh they are all parts of the state have the people of udhampur and jammu come and thrown stones at the there CRPF? is always place for kashmiriyat there is always place for insaniyat i i when we seeing some of the pictures of uh, young kids losing their eyes because of that pellet gun i felt i felt very sad about it but at the same time what was the kid uh, doing on the street what was he doing throwing stones at a, a at an armored personal carrier Yeah, they, so they, 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 the security forces were thrown stones at the security forces with all the intentions to kill them, to maim them. Do you think uh, is Indian security forces and will keep l- quiet? Look at Gaurav Savant's report where he was like they were attacked with stones or something. I mean, he was wearing a helmet. I mean, I, I, I was praying that Gaurav comes back safely. You know, nothing happens. I think his cameraman was. So the the opposition does not come from Barkha. That's. Uh, so called insinuation just like Ar- arvind kejriwal is insinuating that oh all these uh, right wingers are out to get them barkadat also sometimes assumes too much on herself that mm. every right winger specifically internet uh, you know based activists are all out there to but this is the and, and, and the, you know don't respond uh, they will only respond the left is only going to respond to nonsense that and, and i agree that does exist some nonsense that is thrown at you know from the right about and people start some name lot of ha, nonsense about her personal life yeah who cares? Yes, you know, don't talk, don't get personal, and talk yeah. about their personal lives. Yeah. But also, but on the left also needs to uh, respond to informed criticism from the right. But they will not do that. But because they is, they know they are on a weak footing. She is there. extremely talented, Barkha. That that talent is all gone uh, waste because of the ideology she has chosen. It is an ideology that is sinking. The war has been, uh, you know, basically clearly declared against extremism, Islamic extremism across the world. And if she, just like Hillary Clinton. chooses not to name it she will get shamed so after that <laughs> no it is the same syndrome this is the pseudo secular syndrome across <coughs> the world that even hillary clinton is plagued with if she cannot name the yeah. the plague of islamism and the the scores that she has to take care if she becomes a president then who is she kidding the american population also understands that security is paramount more than economy more than your yeah. roads and bridges that you can build bill clinton can do whatever he can on the economic front but if she is unable to control this menace yeah. you know she is obviously you know going to take a right turn because she is she is a politician but mm. general when do journalists take that right turn <laughs> very interesting point i'll tell you something though uh, and and after the heated uh, agreement <laughs> i said heated agreement <laughs> because we agreed on that but anyways you know all this is all about a disagreement yeah. let's not let's not attack people personally no you cannot that, that is what my lives. advice also is to people on the internet is you know don't don't take every picture you know she she shakes hands with uh, you know let's say rahul gandhi you know it doesn't mean she she is a, a lackey of rahul gandhi or if somebody from the right goes and meets a leftist uh, you know you cannot take it to the petty level some some people were saying uh, to me uh, that you know you go and talk to all of these christian missionary 
countries why do you even go and talk to them you know unless you go and talk and express your own viewpoints how will they know i have the firm opinion of that yeah. uh, dialogue so, and so, debate so, so, so that went on a show in al jazeera and completely took everyone to the cleaners she was fantastic on the show i know and uh, people asked that should she have appeared or not i mean absolutely she should have yeah. so um, anyways um, that all being said um, uh, we come coming back to the dnc um, i thought one thing whatever the criticism of hillary or something uh, that speech was pretty good that she gave at the dnc uh, but this email scams that are huh? coming out is not doing any service absolutely not and i'm coming to that but hillary had some of the best orators in us yeah. uh, helping her out and yeah. con- contrast to that the po- message was very positive from the convention and republican convention the message was very negative now of course when you are having targeting an incumbent it is going to be negative they are not i still to- feel trump will win adit because you know the the uncanny similarities of an outsider in trump and the uncanny similarities of a well entrenched establishment candidate like a rahul gandhi you know in in the avatar of hillary clinton is so uh, you no, know i think very more than similar. hillary it's about the media not talking about <coughs> the established media not talking about uh, hillary's weaknesses yeah. assuming that it is going to peak when trump that is what pissing that is what's pissing off a lot of people that uh, the fear I, of the unknown i can tell you a lot of uh, people i met and i've been as you know promote i've been traveling this year so i i went to a couple of swing states i talked to the people and uh, people were telling me that uh, Hillary is not the perfect candidate but don't make her out to be. Now if you tell me that she is better than Donald Trump I would probably agree with that. Uh, this is I'm quoting what people told me. Uh but if you are telling me that Hillary is the best thing that has happened to United States that is not true. She has a lot of flaws and she got embroiled herself in this scandal. She should not have uh, taken back the Debbie lady, Debbie Schultz as her campaign advisor. Yeah. But and that actually shows that if you are from the establishment, even if you mess up big time, you're going to get rehabilitated. It's the quid pro quo that uh, Donald Trump has been talking about the rigged system of how the candidates, you know, Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. uh, it would so it would seem was the best candidate and the uh, democratic establishment ensured that he was not going to get the right uh, places to debate it was made very difficult for him at that age to come fly all the way so it was it was all efforts were made to tire him out <laughs> emails know, were leaked you know what i loved about bernie though uh, he was he was in the in the hillary thing and i'm not a fan of his socialist ideas but i like him as a person yeah He's, Excellent. I mean, he's somebody that you he, know. He would have idealist. He would have possibly won if he pitted against Donald. Trump. I don't agree with ninety percent of his economic ideas, yeah. but you know what? He stands for something, and yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I mean, he's not your Sitaram Yechuri type leftist. No, he is like a Kejriwal left uh, plus plus. No, but Kejri, he actually believes in something. Yeah. Kejriwal and, and he's knowledgeable. He's knowledgeable. So no, Bernie did not smile when yeah. he, the cameras were at him and he was sulking. And people are like, "Why is he sulking?" Like. that that actually that got me more respect for him because he's not a hypocrite yeah. he's not going to be smiling saying all is well i could not believe these republican guys who came and endorsed donald trump yeah. and 5 weeks ago they were bashing him like he's the worst thing ever to happen to the rnc i still feel that another small terrorist incident happening from here and i, I until, hope it doesn't uh, happen it, i hope it doesn't happen yeah. but adit i have been saying this from last november 
and how many terrorist incidents have happened because i i don't want it to happen but i know that the crazies on the other side will plan for each day to be difficult for uh, because they also want this uh, clash of civilizations to happen sooner i'm not ecstatic about trump becoming president because that will basically means that the world war 3 you know that i've been not talking about not just that you have to see is, what is right around the, the supporters corner. of trump say which is kind of a little and i'm not talking about uh, supporters like uh, social media supporters wo to jo bolenge wo bolenge and colter for that matter and stuff intellectual supporters or int- who i mean i don't know if he has an intellectual supporters but if they do they are saying some absolutely nonsensical things you know so that's that's the thing that but he they are saying what he reflects you know that basically no, what he, the, he is saying what they want to hear right that is the difference i don't think donald trump is believing in that but the problem is if he legitimizes these things that is going to be a big problem but but being a inherent businessman tomorrow he'll ditch and colter and because based on the situation ha, matlab, i'm just using her as an ha, example what he, i saw that's just not, just a bargaining chip for him so person in in hmm. the business world then, at that level somebody actually told me a very interesting thing that both of them are essentially one term presidents hillary and yeah, absolutely 2020 you are either of the parties is going to or their own party is going to have a uh, challenge you may uh, with hillary you may see a jimmy carter type situation yeah. where a ted kennedy like person comes up with trump you are definitely going to see so both, both will be one term presidents and that is the chaotic situation that the world and the economy the the global economy that is dependent on the united states to provide leadership yeah. does not want the, to the see the fact that in 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 trumps none of the past in the and i'm talking about the last 15 20 years none of the past presidents some republican or the past nominees as presidents endorsed him or came even to the convention tells a lot of but things. this is the weakest the united states i i do agree with donald trump that this is the weakest the united states has ever been i am a reader of history they kind of uh, you know they sent out a advisory are they they sent out an advisory to india about intolerance again just yesterday no but you have to tell so you know you how bad it it is when your your african american people are getting killed and you are advising oh. other people of i mean it's just Horrible. No, but there are two things about it. Now, the reasons why Donald Trump is saying America is weak, and the reasons why you are saying America is weak are two completely different things. Yeah. You are saying in terms of foreign policy, in terms of international affairs, and its place yeah. in the world. Donald Trump is saying is domestically it's weak. No, both he is saying foreign policy also, but in a different way. In a different people way. don't respect them anymore. Uh-huh. That is precisely what I am saying. People don't respect you because of these jocular things. On mm-hmm. one side, mm-hmm. you want India to be your friend. Mm-hmm. On the other uh, day, you guys are sending an advisory advisory that India is becoming intolerant. Mm-hmm. When uh, just a few hours before that, a white officer shot a black officer, basically who was trying to surrender. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's the black joke. Guy, not officer. Ah, I know, uh, black black. you know so unfortunate thing is the united states does not have the moral authority to lead the world anymore unfortunate mm. that the, the shining city on the hill basically based on so many good principles is basically not shining anymore mm. but we are 60 days away almost 2 months away from the first debate so what happens remains to be seen mind makers is going to get you extensive coverage of the united states election so please tune in and some spoofs of the uh, the debates as well uh, let's hope maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe promote the setting the cat amongst the pigeons or the cats amongst the donkey and the elephant i don't know what is the republican symbol no, it? uh, it's the the donkey the donkey and no is or is the democrat symbol no the democrats are the donkey sorry. and the elephant right, right donkey uh-huh. and the elephant yeah something like that so uh, 
pardon me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I couldn't, couldn't for the love of me tell the shapes. So, yeah, uh, but what what a fall for the Republican Party, for all the way from Ronald Reagan to uh, down to Donald Trump. Speeches that I saw the yeah. Republican were truly funny. I mean, there were like people who were like trying to scare the living, I don't know, crap out of people. I know. Saying there's, I don't know. Both parties are at such a stalemate, and that is really bad for democracy. Mm-hmm. Really bad. Yeah. So, but but the Democratic establishment is with Hillary. As yeah. you saw, so that is what happens. Is this is pretty much Trump and his band of uh, speakers against yeah. the establishment of USA. That's the election. Well, the establishment is speaking slowly yet surely. You know, the Federal Reserve, the CIA. One uh, Leon Panetta also said that the uh, most of the ideas of Donald Trump are so outlandish they are basically can be consigned to comic books or something like that. And it is true. And it I'll is. tell you something. His 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 thing on Russia might might have been blown out of proportions, but it was going to be blown out when you make such a silly idiotic statement and people were like oh he said it as a joke yeah of course he said it as a joke but he's a goddamn presidential candidate and russia is a uh, i mean what from what the history of us and russia is well known you don't make such silly statements and ronald reagan got, got the wall demolished between east and west germany and this guy wants to build a wall between texas and mexico <laughs> i don't think i, mean, I don't think texas and mexico and want mexico Ger- to pay for it i don't think texas and mexico are east <laughs> germany and west germany for both but nevertheless no but i'm just saying I that know, it's just such a you know impossible task uh-huh, that so- uh- I don't know. And uh, after after your statement, I I, I hope the Texas uh, st- uh, camp doesn't take it up. But no, the US is resilient. Uh, it yeah. bounce back. But I'm just saying it's saddening. It is, uh, it is. indeed. So, anyways, this, yeah, we again went overboard than what we were supposed to in terms of time. But we're back with our recommendations of the week. Uh, so, promote. What are your recommendations? Again, back week? on Netflix. Are this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is like the brand ambassador for Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Uh, uh, this uh, series called Kahi Suni again was originally broadcast in uh, Epic Channel hmm. uh, in India and uh, has short stories, 30 minutes of, uh, or maybe 20 to 30 minutes of uh, important, um, you know, spiritual places hmm. and the history of that spiritual hmm. place. Hmm. You know, why that place came about, like, hmm. you know, she went to uh, Sitabari hmm. and uh, why. Uh, a temple is built there of uh, Sita alone, not uh, or there is no Rama in that wow. uh, temple. So she, um, you know, this uh, anchor has also done an excellent job. Her research team is also very good. So it is called Kahi Suni. Hmm. On Definitely. Yeah. My recommendations for this week would be two series from HBO, uh, HBO US, and I'm mean, sure they're, they're broadcast in India, and you all can find it on HBO Go or wherever. I mean, binge watch it. Uh, one is Silicon Valley. It's a hilarious show about a bunch of uh, Silicon Valley guys, like star computer guys, who have their own startup. It's in this third season, and incredibly funny about how California. And they get California so right. I mean, yeah. Palo Alto. And the second show is Veep. Okay. Veep is basically with Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld and wonderful star cast and it's about how a vice president becomes a president and then her journey and stuff. I think it's in its fifth or sixth season. Uh, they just finished uh, airing it in April, um, June, I think. Oh, I see. And uh, it was just incredibly funny. So for all you political junkies, especially in this election year, yeah. watch Veep. You will die laughing okay. about what goes behind the scenes. And especially the initial seasons when she is the vice president, how a vice president quote-unquote feels worthless and yeah. about what they're supposed to do. That whole part 
is just funny so yeah. you should watch it <laughs> wonderful so those are my recommendations anyways now it we are at the end of the podcast like us on facebook follow us on twitter we'll be back next week with more stuff and keep reading mind.net till me till then from promo then adit here it's a goodbye